a new nationalist says a country is only as great as its uh, contribution to the world. And then if we're any good at all, it's because of what we've done for mankind. You want some sexy? You want to laugh? Licensed to talk. License to Talk is brought to you by Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Furman Boulevard. Season is right around the corner. Ahoy, Malloy. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve, 2182 Seneca Street. The Rocket is stocked and ready to rock. Get what you need down at the Rocket. Dog Ears Bookstore and Cafe, 688 Abbott Road. Support your local bookstore and read something. And remember, don't get your coffee from Timmy. Get it from Tommy. First in Buffalo, custom tees, custom hats. They got some tragically hip hats up there. 389 Abbott Road. First in Buffalo, get your custom gear. Mr. Submarines, 1977 South Park Avenue. They've been around for a while. Home of the best ham sub in Buffalo. Tell them license to talk sent you. Vinyl Vibes, look them up on the gram. Get your custom decals, stickers, what you need. Vinyl Vibes, Buffalo. Good, good, good. All right, Marky, episode 76, an old friend, Samir Gata. He brings with him his operator 33, his muscle, Jonathan Foreman. Boys, welcome to the podcast. A man of the people says, keep hope alive. Yeah, keep hope alive. (laughs) That's some good stuff. Where'd you get that from? Uh That's my man. Right on. (laughs) So, Samir, first of all, how have you been? And what have you been up to? A lot, a lot of crazy shit going on over in your homeland. So tell us a little bit of a story of where we're at here from Zamir Gata. Uh, I think we saw each other like about six, seven months ago when everything was so... We were laughing naive. about the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah we were laughing about the coronavirus. Remember we were mentioning like guys were all in the same boat. Let's try to unite vaccination, a Russian Sputnik. You remember I did? Mm-hmm. Then you kind of semi-advised me to try Moderna, which I did. So I'm kind of a real fused sample of peacemaking in the best sense. I respect scientists from all over the world. So I had three Russian Sputniks. Then I decided to have booster with the Moderna and two, two, two. You know, it's like, uh, God, keep us away from the trouble. We survived the pandemic, right? Uh, no one hit it in my family. There were a lot of bad stuff happening with the mass kind of you know, vaccination, but since not too many people trust the government, same as here. So there were a lot of similarities between Russia and US. And remember, we're talking about a little bit of politics that, you know, Mr. Trump and Mr. Putin had similar approaches to kind of uh, egos and world domination if they met each other as a political allies. Luckily, it didn't happen. So I'm not saying the world is a much safer place, but you were definitely absolutely right. Some serious stuff happened since the last time we met each other sure now i don't know how to ask but what's going on over there what are, what are the feelings of the russian people obviously i'm talking about the uh conflict in the ukraine um first of all how is everybody how's everybody doing mentally over in russia not good yeah <laughs> unfortunately because uh you know unfortunately more than 50 percent of the people who read news only in Russian, and probably know that uh, Russian state decided to cut off most access to internet for obvious reasons. Look at China, you know, they've already experimented with that, just to keep probably more of one-sided state 
propaganda only so people you know could get the information from one source unfortunately i'm lucky i could read english and uh, you know i'm fluent in russian so i could compare and definitely understand that the state propaganda all over the world is meant just to impose their own agenda but as a peacemaker i definitely try to listen to different sources and understand that it's not everything that looks that sunny as sometimes russian state propaganda shows like they have minimum casualties they don't really show the footage of you know atrocities happening in ukraine and probably that helped them brainwash most of the people over 50 would say 60% realistically, still believe that only one line, there were Nazis in Ukraine, which needs to be outrooted to keep the world safe. And that, so that's what they're telling that's you That's the story. That's, that's what was sold. And for many people who definitely remember the history of World War II, 27 million perished from just Soviet end only, they, like kids, believe that that's the, the real story. I definitely understand that no one is perfect. Sadly, uh, with my respect to uh, young President Zelensky, he did allow certain rallies of people carrying the old bandera, that national hero who was collaborating with Nazis in World War II, that flags and torch kind of things. That's the footage Russian TV would show only, <coughs> not saying that there were many people against it, and explain, okay, now you see, the president, even he is of Jewish background, allowed these rallies to happen in Kiev and capital. So what can you expect of them? They hate Russian-speaking community, which was traditionally from that Western Ukraine level of ethnic clashes, when you know Western Ukraine was by force reunited with Soviet Union after World War II. So definitely some people would hate the Soviets because they send them to Siberia, they send them to gulags, just only for one simple reason, they didn't welcome the Soviet troops in that part of Ukraine. But this is a one-tenth, if not less, of the whole Ukraine. Most people would willingly speak Russian until this war started. Even, you know, I have to be careful not to use the term war right. or mention my name as a Yazamir, which is word for word. I hope I won't be taken yeah. to <laughs> Gulag by saying mm -hmm. I am Zamir, I am for peace. That's my mission. That's what my parents gave me the name for. Right, and like that's the for thing peace is around the world, for making people come and sit and have a conversation. As you remember, that's what I was bringing up as my peacemaking vodka ideas, and we'll get back to yeah. it with the help of my, you know, devoted trooper, a new friend, and a new comrade, and a new peacemaker. I found. So from this standpoint, I am still promoting that any peace is much better than war whether you call it hot or cold whatever we've been through that before right before it's too late when all people lose their mentality and listen only to one side of the story there are always two sides of the story like any coins it has two sides right yeah. so why don't we be more realistic try to read between the lines not everyone like my family members selected mr putin to be the president but he is unanimously, like over 65% had voted for him, president of this country, I mean, of, of yeah. Russia. So from this standpoint, you have your checks and balances who helped you to bring a new president after Mr. Trump was saying, what a nice guy Mr. Putin is. We have such a awesome collaboration plans. 
God forbid you could imagine only if he were in power and these guys would say, okay, there's no need for NATO, there's no need for anything, you know, let Mr. Putin do what he thinks is right without even listening to the other side of the story which exists. So I'm for balanced approach. There are bad people here and there. You can never say it's only Nazis who live in Ukraine, no, or it's only like gangsters or... Uh, mafia or corrupted individuals or prostitutes who are in Russia. Yeah, cool. Don't tag the nation. Don't tag the people. It's the government who create problems. Well, yeah, because our media shifts uh, negatively against you. Like you don't feel like Satan, but you're Satan to them, right? We could, we're comrades, so we you sit down face to face, and this is good. Let, know, let, this let is me bring, it's very timely, my new friend Jonathan, because he approached me first. He'll give his side of the story and said, Zemir, it's time more than anyone and more in urgently than anywhere before to bring up a peace play for reading on stage in the New Phoenix Theater, but he'll give you more of this. So you will understand why I said immediately without having second thought. That's the chance. I really want to come back. I really want to bring more of my peace initiative to be added to what Jonathan has in mind. And jointly, as Russian-American, person together we're all in the same boat we don't need the world war three who needs it just show me but some people who take it oh this guy is just playing with we already got styrofoam for the ozone layer we don't (laughs) (laughs) he's not just scaring us only unfortunately he's in such state of mind which worries me as well yeah it's i think that's the worry is uh and these are anthony bourdain's world or words he called them uh you know mid-level i mean he had some Choice words for him. Yes, he did. And um, I think people get nervous that maybe the little a little man syndrome could end the world. Some people think that, <laughs> and I hope it, we. And we what do was it. the what was the, the pressures that were on you after that episode? Of well, I, I didn't have immediate arrest. I didn't have immediate uh, interrogation. But with my gut feelings, I knew sometime I feel like I am followed. Could be paranoia of a man who is now 65, I don't know. But my son was taken into custody when he was passively involved in a peace rally when I couldn't have attended at that time. I was a little bit sick. And he was taken into custody, interrogated, and said, Anton Gotta, this we know about your family, peacemaking things. Just investigator told me. But if you come again for any peace rally which is not licensed, which is not sanctioned, you'll go to serve and you know where, and you know why. And that, that was big around Sochi, where they had, okay, you could come protest here, and then, and then that's it. And I mean, and then, uh, you know, the guy, the girls from Pussy Riot took it a way step farther, where, we, no, this, we're not going to, you're not going to tell us when to protest. That's not, not how protesting works. Absolutely. It's hard to explain to young generation, Anton is 20 now, but... Unfortunately, he did have to listen to that warning because, you know, he's a student. He might be taken into army any moment, like now. Mm-hmm. And he, as, as his dad, a peacemaker, I can't even touch the arms. I feel like physically sick. So he probably inherited my DNA. He's not the type of guy who wants not just only to shoot in the range. He hates any arms. 
So farewell to arms. That's a good chance, Jonathan, for you to step in and help me with our mission now so that people understand it's not that Zemir is totally out of his mind and try to bring peace when no one really even wants to talk about it because when you come from Russia, people look at you, you must be a warmonger. I have nothing to do with it, guys. Right. Let's be realistic. We, it's time to unite the humans who use their brain to understand there are good people and bad people in every country. I could hate the state, the rulers, the government as such because they have their own egos, you know, greed, you know, oil, how to become richer than that. But people like you and me and, you know, the ones I see in front of me, that's what I want to promote. Let's find a way, people's diplomacy, whatever we call shuttle diplomacy, just to make the governments understand that we don't blindly support their agenda because they try to take only one side of the story, mm -hmm. which is not true. Well, and then the event is a peacemaking event. It's at the new Phoenix Theater, May 1st and 2nd at 7.30. Tickets uh, the, May 2nd, the May 2nd one is, is has canceled. We're, okay. we're, we're doing, yeah, do, we're, we're doing a VIP event yeah. on the May on May 3rd at the uh, Buffalo History Museum, which I believe you have that information. Yes, yes. Yeah, so give us a little yeah, rundown. Let, let's let's know what's yeah. going on here. Tell All us right. about what the event's going to be. Well, uh, there's yeah. obviously there's a story between how Zamir and I met and became mm -hmm. friends and how we eventually evolved into becoming business associates with each other, but that's for another time. For the here and now, um, what happened with this was, was rather fascinating. Um, I had already reached out to Zamir because I had realized when my company was making our product that it was, it, it was pretty good and we were thinking about trying to find some, some distillery that we could or someone else that was in the distillery business that we could combine with and use our non-alcoholic product products as mixer with theirs. And I realized that Zamir had made an announcement that he was, had a new uh, version of his, steel, of his uh, Peacemaker vodka coming out. And uh, that he was going to be coming into Buffalo for a potential trip. I believe the original date was the end of, was the end of March. Mm -hmm. And he was going to try to do some events with uh, Steelbound and with whoever else he was going to be doing uh, business with here. So I approached him and I told him a little bit about uh, my company, which we, he, we already knew each other from social media and from mutual friends. And I told him a little bit my, about my company and what we were making. And it's basically, it's uh, all natural beverages. Everything is produced here locally in Buffalo. Every single drop of everything is made right here. And everything is all natural. It, our beverages consist of basically tea, fruit, water, cane sugar, and nothing more. And coincidentally, everything that we make just happens to mix really, really well with vodka. I'm blessed. Right. So when I pitched that to Zamir, it was, sounded like a good idea. He could see that the product that we had was out already. There was a little bit of a media push behind it, and it seemed like it would be a good fit, even though he's a little farther ahead of us as far as business and, and brand is concerned. But it turned out that as far as the whole peacemaking thing was concerned, I realized with his vodka being called Peacemaker, and that we were going to be working with him, and that I had some ins and outs as far as media push was concerned in the area, that maybe since he was coming here, and what the situation in the world was right now, maybe instead of concentrating so much on running around with bottles of vodka and having parties and so on and so forth, I mean, obviously we'll do a little bit of that, right. but maybe, maybe since we have this brilliant Russian and this semi-brilliant American here together at the same time, is there some way that we can work together and maybe figure out some sort of shuttle diplomacy, some sort, some sort of way to actually start to bring the idea that in order for there to be peace, it's going to need to be the people that bring peace. Because look, gentlemen, excuse my language. I'm just, I'm not actually going to drop the F-bomb, but only, can. okay, fine. <laughs> only fucking governments want war. True. People right. don't about money want and greed. war. And it's all about Egos. money and greed and... They're, they're, it's just what our history shows. 
So I was trying to figure out, well, how in the world can we do this? How in the world can Zamir and I do something that, well, we can promote products, sure, but there's a bigger message that I think we want to try to get out there. And I started to talk to him about doing that kind of thing, and it already had fallen in with what he wanted to do. So we sort of ended up as almost godsends to each other because we had the same ideas and we had a little bit of push behind us, but we didn't really know where to go and we didn't really have a team, a real, a real dedicated teammate yet, and that was how this happened. So coincidentally, I was up late and we had already decided that we were going to start doing some things together. And it was funny because we actually came a really serious focus for Zamir to be here. And it dawned on me at about 4.30 in the morning when I was starting my work day that there was this play that I had seen when I was very young. It was probably about maybe 30, 35 years ago. But the play starred Sam Waterston and Robert Prosky, and I remember that it was about these two negotiators. It was called a, it's called a walk in the woods, and it was about these two arms negotiators, one Russian and one American, who they walk away from the negotiating table and they go for and they go for a walk in the woods in Geneva together, and they start talking about what's going on and what the situation is and how can they fix these things. And they begin obviously as opponents on opposite sides of the table, but as the story progresses. They become, they become confidants, they become compadres, they, they actually become friends. And they talk during this entire thing about issues that were relevant 30 years ago. And what I popped into my mind, I started thinking about this, I'm thinking, I remember a lot of the dialogue from that. It almost seems like it would be relevant today. So I went and I found a copy of it and I read through it and my jaw hit the ground because every single thing in this classic piece of work by Lee Blessing, every single word is still relevant today. We're supposed to have made all of this progress towards peace. We were supposed to be, we, we, were, we were supposed to be somewhere, somewhere else. I mean, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the uh, detente, the Gorbachev era. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know the, about it anyway. Well, 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 <laughs> fair enough. That's right. I keep forgetting I'm, I'm in a room full of people that read books, which is a good thing. So, I'm sorry, where was I? Gorbachev. Detente, ah, go, I, 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 Gorbachev. So, so, and I realized that, well, wait a minute. Nothing has changed. We were exactly where we were 30 or 35 years ago, and nothing has changed. And literally, now what ended up happening was I decided that this is what we were going to do, and I didn't really ask the mirror about it. I just went ahead and secured the rights for it, um, booked the theater and the other space to do it in, and just said, okay, Zamir, this is what we're going to do. When I picked him up from the airport on Tuesday, uh, basically, was it Wednesday was the first day that we read? Yesterday? Wednesday night. Yesterday, what's it? Wednesday night. I brought the script in for the first time, and basically uh, my wife who's going to be uh, on the stage doing the reading with us as the stage manager, and uh, Katya was there present. We all have copies of the script. We sat there and we read through the play together, and we decided that you know, we've, there's parts that we, that we need to edit just for time and content. But the one thing that we realized was that not only was the story still incredibly relevant and still incredibly true, it was so accurate that the only thing that we had to change was the name of a couple of cities from what they were known as really? in Soviet times. Well, mm -hmm. we had to change the name of Leningrad to St. Petersburg, which is what, is it, what it is now. Yeah. And we simply have to change the word Soviet Union to Russia. What was it, two times in the script, I think? Three, maybe. Yeah, so there's maybe three times we simply had to change a single word in the script, and it's the same story, and absolutely nothing has changed. So it was relevant 30 years ago, it's relevant today, and it's one of the things that he and I realized that we could do together because it's almost funny, the characters of- I'm the, sold, are, you just sold me. The characters <laughs> I, go, I, go, I, I didn't know what was going on right. here, like this is unbelievable. There's a, little, yeah. there, there's a little gap in our age, we're pretty close in age obviously, but it's funny because there's a small gap in between the two characters in the play which is almost identical to what we are. And it's, again, it's a, it's, it's a Russian who likes to think outside the box and do things differently, and it's an American 
who comes into the thing, well, quite frankly, like I did at the beginning of my whole business career, you know, with ramrod straight back all the yeah. time. And basically, he hardens up a little bit, and my character softens up a little bit, and they manage to find common ground. And then there's a big twist in the story, which we're not going to tell you. You can come to see it at the New Phoenix yeah. Monday. <laughs> I'm sorry, on Sunday, May 1st, and it's only 10 bucks. If you drop us another 5 bucks, you get to come upstairs and have VIP shots with Zamir afterwards. <laughs> That's priceless. Save yeah. your money, guys. <laughs> it'll be the, saving on McDonald's today. It'll be the best $15 you've ever spent. The best investment. But honestly, just let me summarize a little bit how I was sold into this story. Uh, I was naive enough, like probably all of us remember coming back to first time we met and last time we met, mm -hmm. that things will never get back to that worst uh, deterioration of U.S.-Russia relationship, right? We thought that we, back in our minds, were still allies. We've never been actually at war with each other. Remember World War II, we were allies and right. many, many, many times since that time. But Sometimes when the governments are too much about corruption, about looking for enemies outside to tag, oh, those are Nazis, those are bad, we are good, we are like, like holy selected people in the world. And most people like it because once you're part of a gang who seems to be strong with a nuclear stick, no one else could kind of challenge you. It's not the case. Unless we, as human beings, find the common sense drinking the same booze, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, doesn't matter, eating from the same plate, looking at each other face to face and understanding. We all want to have our kids, our families live in peace, right? The governments have their own agendas. I'm not sure how to bring it up, but I think you summarized it in a much easier way. Unless we read the history lessons and understand why to reinvent the bicycle, let's take time off our work, business, craziness. Let's sit at the same table, open up a new bottle, no matter what, or juice or tea or vodka, combine them as a cocktail. It's not about drinking to get wasted. It's about to listen to other people's point of views, just to get their attention. We are too crazy. <clears throat> we are running, you know, arrangements, uh, commitments. Uh, life goes on, but... <clears throat> We ignore that the government's brought up to the brink of World War Three. Let's be realistic. No matter yeah. how we want and the to images it. are all, you know, people like ladies in underneath the street light with like a you know, it's sleeping in their shoes and it's like all these images, you know, that's what we get projected of the world. My, you know? my heart this, is bleeding. You know, the colors in your street are still red, white and blue, you know, no matter what. It's not you mm -hmm. can't even protest, you know, the this thing in your streets, right? 10 to 15 years of uh, imprisonment. Hard labor. Wow. Hard, labor. Hard labor. Gulag. Now, you hear all of the sanctions. Our government says sanctions, sanctions. How, how are the sanctions hitting in Russia? Uh, my bet is that they will start hitting real hard in a couple of months because for the moment, I'm looking at Moscow, right? You still have food. You still have clothes. Right. Less services available, of course, because sometimes when it was internet, like... You can't get an Apple, uh, what we call it, Google um, apps, right? Some services who were operating on the apps are no longer there, like food delivery or some kind of other thing. So definitely younger generation who had to flee the moment they understood what was really going on, like people 25, 35 years old who are really 
new generation, I'd call them Z generation, but now that Z let unfortunately is used without my permission. Most people would call me Z as personal friend. Now it's used on the Russian armor and tanks as part of the weird tagline like Z for victory or something. It's kind of right. a little bit of too much as as uh, as a tagline to convince people who don't read English or Latin alphabet that Z means something to unite Russians around that campaign weirdly mm -hmm. so from this standpoint i'm like keeping the z away now from zemir, yeah, I'm yeah. zemir. <laughs> don't call me z at this very campaign. and there is no z in the cyrillic language no, that's i didn't that's think so what makes right. things so fucked up <laughs> excuse <laughs> my french you know most russians don't read or understand english so why bring z give them something more they understand but you know the new propagandists the new guys who think that they are creative people new generation as well they try to combine the old school and the new school sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so younger generation trying to leave russia and find spot of real freedom of real opportunities entrepreneurship outside of russia where are they That's going where are they going many countries most achievable affordable and easy to travel would be armenia georgia former soviet union republics right. even moldavia or uzbekistan of course those who have more of a career more money savings or whatever they would be in turkey or in western europe on in the us if you really are smart and savvy so f luckily at this point not all russians are tagged as best people many people i know would come to silicon valley and invited on good contracts or given a chance to have their studies in the us but we have to be aware that propaganda from this way uh, and as well try to tag everyone whatever comes from russia a person or wheat or vodka is tagged that's toxic let's be realistic if the state government paid for it it might be but if something like especially in my situation i had my limited resources invested into my peacemaking vodka it has no relation to russian investor right. <clears throat> to russian propaganda or something that's my name i'm using for my pure peacemaking mission as mahatma gandhi remember i mentioned oh, yeah that? that's my mission no one can stop me but unfortunately i have to be Balance the on line. that line and not use the language I would like to use and may use on May first and third when you come face to face. Yeah. Yeah. To say live, things. you know. Right. See, see Zemir live. Yeah, guys, well, so we're, welcome we're to soon. our yeah. you know peacemaking events. That's my message. Yeah. And thank you for explaining how Americans and the Russians can really unite because the whole world would listen if we find that common sense and figure out how to bring politicians to negotiating table mm -hmm. and still remain humans like the characters from the play gonna read. this is the only way so why to reinvent the bicycle come over sit you know reading on stage and then hopefully you will join us for new events i mean it's amazing to know that it just is the same play it and it just really reflects it, it, it blew you know. my mind and I, like, I, be, I thought that it would be very similar but it was yeah. it wasn't until i actually acquired the copy of it and i went through it page by page and it's just my jaw dropped yeah. an, like and an inch with every page that i got anyway, to you know they things get implanted in your brain you know like a story zamir actually told me is implanted in my brain and it's when he said that he went to Iraq to mm -hmm. wear blue jeans and to get a Walkman. Right. And you know, and you're like, you're th and you, when you think of Iraq, you think you don't think of those things, you know, no. but that's where he had to go to experience it. And I'm like, that's, that's implanted in my brain always because like, it's just something that doesn't exist anymore. You know, it, you know, you wouldn't go there to be like, Oh, I'm going to get all the new technology. You know, it was nineteen. But like how it implanted in your brain and you remember it and how it stays relevant, you know, Precisely. It's, it's kind of, 
40 years ago. So can you imagine only how I would feel if I cannot use my own name or cannot say I'm a peacemaker in the times because someone would say, oh, you support the enemy. The Russian patriots would never call it a war. It's a special operation. Guys, you know, stop giving us the bullshit. Seriously. People are dying. Innocent people are dying. Seven million people yeah. were replaced. Are I you mean, aware? Yeah, like these kids will never go to school. You know, they're, they, you know, they're not going to... They never get to fall in love and be cool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, think about this. In, in the, what is it now, about two and a half months this conflict has been going on, this, this special operation. I'm just curious, if it's a special operation, how is it possible that the Russian military has lost more than three times the amount of soldiers that we managed, than we managed to lose? in the Mongolian clusterfuck that we involved ourselves in a two-front war for 20 years. Yeah. So if, that, if that's a special operation and it's not a war, does that mean that a special operation is something that's significantly worse than a war? I mean, is that something that we're supposed to be thinking? Is that, okay, so it's not a war, it's a special operation? Is that, is, is that what Vlad wants us to think? Yeah. Is, is, yeah. So a special operation is worse than a war? Uh, okay, Vlad, I understand. Or it just seems like he's got fuel to burn. And roads to drive. I mean, he, he's, he's got fuel, but burning is not what he's concerned yeah. with. Selling it is what he's concerned with. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Ener- energy and money are in uh, in our country. We hear about this laptop, and then some some people think that he's trying to put an end to the new world order. Have you heard this yet? Of course, of course. I, I mean, it, it's really scary. It, it, I won't <laughs> be surprised that someone back in the tunnel of uh, nine hundred feet in the Urals mountain, mountain Urals or whatever the bunker could be, thinking, okay, I could change the world's order because I am the strongest man in the world and I have that nuclear stick. That's something we all need to confront. We don't want to be hostages of someone who is playing with a stick. I don't know if you're aware of this, but early on in the conflict, um, our country tried to cancel Russians. How can we do that? Well, well, that's what I don't get. You, like, you haven't done anything. Alex Ovechkin didn't do anything to us. Nope. How and can we just wash it out from the map or like 150 million people or one-seventh of the total territory? How could you do that? Cut it from the border, uh, how to say, the map board, if you just present yeah. the map and put a, a black dot on on the space where Russia is supposed to be. Right. How yeah. can we do that? And guys? you got people dumping the vodka out. I mean, you guys are going, yeah, you, you guys are doing something I don't know. like right. it isn't it isn't popular to do right now. You know what you're going to do it. Like people, you know, maybe the girl that's dumping the vodka out hates her life and what she did with it, but what's well, not your problem Well, that, first of all, you know I mean? first of all, if anybody and I'm just going to come right out and say this. If anybody dumps a bottle of Zemir Peacemaker yeah. vodka on the ground, okay, listen very carefully. You're kind of an idiot because it's an American-made vodka. Yeah, it's yeah. made and, in the West. And, and let's be clear about something. It is a traditional Ukrainian recipe. And let's, let's, while we're on the subject, it's made from wheat. Do you know what something that Ukraine does really well, almost as good as we do? They grow fucking wheat. Yeah. They, they, Ukraine, we, we are the, we are the, I believe that the United States, I believe that we're still the world's largest producer of wheat, and Ukraine is number two, is it not? I would yeah. think so. I think it's something along those lines. But, so the point is, is that, and to, to be perfectly honest with you, once this special operation is over, yes, we have, we will continue, to, Vizimir will continue to make this wonderful Ukrainian re- recipe. We are going to try to come up with another version where we can basically make that for the people. We're going to try to use that as fundraising to basically do something about Ukrainian war relief 
when all this shit is over and done with. And to be perfectly honest with you, one of the things that we will try to do is we'll grow some of the wheat here, but I'll also try to buy some of it from the Ukraine as well for mm -hmm. my, for my products. And I'm going to try to bring Zamir along that with me as long as it doesn't create any issues for him. Mm -hmm. Let me bring you something which I don't think I mentioned before. My dad, who was 16 when the whole World War II started, right? Volunteered to the front before Nazis occupied Crimea, his home place. And annihilated, basically, that small Crimean Jews minority I mentioned called Krimchak, whom I represent. Mm -hmm. Probably a thousand people left in the entire world. But dad, who survived at the front, that's what saved him, never said the Germans are bad. He would say the Nazis were Nazis. Right. He never put tag on the German people. Mm. That's what I'm trying to avoid in the right, same yeah. way. Right. It just, there are busters, there are killers, murderers in any nation. They need to be in gulags, but not the people who try to bring nations together to come to the table and figure out how we all can save this world. That's the only mission. Yeah. Because it, it's not like like how I have Jim here, and you know, not everybody's a fan of Jim. Does that make but some that's sense? Jim is Jim. You're Zamir, but you're lab labeled by your country sometimes, right? I'm and Russian guys, So we have the same thing going on. You know, I'm always selling a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves with Jim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's just it, so you guys are going to experience the same hard work as we. There's warning signs on the road ahead, guys. You oh, know? we know, and, we know, and you, we know. And I watched your short film, the the beginning of your short thing, and you said, you know, it is a lot about failure. Where am I? I'm lost. I'm I'm trying to find something. I'm trying to That's get an it. identity. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, I'm it's not going to be hard, and I'm not going to lie to you. And we're, we're experiencing it. You've experienced a lot of it. Of course. Mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. preaching that I am the only person who is right or smart yeah. or something. I'm just trying to give food for thought or booze for thought, yeah, if absolutely. you like. And find your you have way. a little yeah. bit of peace in my family story. And we are fully aware of the fact that we are going to have a long and arduous journey in front of us because what we are trying yeah. to do is we are trying to make peace. And we are trying to not just make peace. We are taking the effort to where it needs to be. We are taking the effort away, away from the people with the bells and the whistles, away from the governments, away from the talking heads on television. And what's going to end up happening is we're going to, we're going to travel places together. We're going to talk to people. We're going to sit down and we're going to do it in small town America. We're going to do it in big cities in America. We're going to go up to Canada. And when we're ready, we're going to start going to different places around the world. There is a network. There is a network of people that are already out there and they're already, they're already put together a framework for a shuttle diplomacy team that they're not even aware of. There are so many there are so many podcasters, so many vloggers, so many YouTubers out there. It's not just you guys. You guys are part of this entire worldwide network that is available to us because plain and simple, you guys, the podcasters, the YouTubers, the vloggers, you guys are just as grassroots as we are as far as this is concerned. And the fact of the matter is, is that how do we get our message out there? How do we get our message around the governments? How do we get past all the bullshit that they throw out there? Mm -hmm. It's got to be like this. It's got to be like exactly what we're doing right now. We have to sit down with people in smaller settings who can get that message out to other smaller groups in places that we, can, that we might not be able to get on in the mainstream. Yeah. And the it's point not is bad. That, no, no, it's not. And the point is, is that, again, it's not just, again, it's not just you guys. And you guys, I'm, we're going to blow your mind about some things that we have coming up, some things that I actually want you guys to be involved with now that I'm familiar with you. There is a worldwide network that is just waiting for this to happen. We're not the only ones that want to do this, but we are in a position to start doing something and start to pull all these pieces together. Yeah. I mean, I, what you guys described with the play, mm -hmm. like, 
I didn't know that that's even what it was. Right. You know, that I is didn't very know cool. either until right. it's and like, Jonathan explained like it. And it was a fluke organic. that I that I just managed to remember this thing that I had seen when I was like 19 or 20 years old. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I had a stroke a few years ago. So I've forgotten tons of shit. Not the good stuff, though. We uh, we also watched your you know your episode in Russia with with Anthony Bourdain. You call him Tony, and I think that's cool because you're the only one that ever called him Tony that I've ever seen, and I've seen him speak. And I look at uh, what goes on in my country here with the media. Now you guys went and had dinner with a couple of media guys. What's the update on them? Do you, do you know who, who I'm talking about? Uh, do you mean Boris Nemtsov? Yes. Who was assassinated and Alexander Lebedev, a uh, Russian tycoon we had breakfast with? Yeah, well, the tycoon. So the, the what happened with the tycoon? Well, with tycoon, I, I, I'm not sure he is still in Russia because he used to have certain media, right. newspaper, kind of independent media, which I guess was fading away under the crackdown on independent media probably. Yeah within the years we are talking about, 10 through the 15, most of them ceased to exist. Right. I knew that he started some hotels in uh, Crimea the, and something else. potato farm. Yeah, he was thinking about some healthy potato chips or something. Yeah. Not sure it ever took off, actually. And, and Boris Nemtsov was assassinated, as you remember, really? a year, yes, yeah. year after we had dinner. Not just because he sounded very articulate about corruption, not what's going on in Sochi Olympics. What, Tony interviewed him at dinner, but for many other reasons. It was about egos. I think Putin was kind of jealous that this guy could bring more audience into his support. He had some balls. But now, in Russia, some of these people have to go, like, for that dinner in the episode, you had to go to an an Englishman restaurant. How the it, owner was the British yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Because once the local Russian owners learned that it would be Nemtsov as our guest, is that restaurant very last still moment, open? They said, <laughs> uh, "Actually, Probably I'm not, not sure. I won't be surprised if it's not." But yeah, uh, do you still have to sneak around when you're talking to people like that? Not sneak around, Sadly. but it's just it, it, you just avoid any conflict by let's just play this safe. It, it seems to, to me, Russians, the Russian people now, uh, the ones I've talked to want to play it safe and I don't blame them because they have to live there and you never you don't know what they're capable of it's sad but that's again deja vu it's returned from the cold war that's how I was raised I wasn't allowed to have a direct link with foreigners unless I am authorized to represent like in Iraq I was an intern for the Soviet built power station I was licensed to talk with foreigners (laughs) probably the only one directly because I was in command of foreign language. The other Russians, no matter at what top level, they were not allowed to talk privately with the foreigners, just in case they may talk something the state didn't authorize them to talk. So I was licensed to talk when you were born yet, but now <laughs> meeting you again, I really appreciate that you understand our message now, not just my message. Yeah. Right. I didn't inject, I didn't intoxicate this you guy. Keep shuffling I never feet. actually tasted my That's vodka yet, by the mm-hmm. way, but he mm-hmm. understands the message. You don't need to drink the mere vodka. I'm not pushing it, guys. Yeah. I won't become rich if I have like two bucks <laughs> making on per bottle. I, I lost more than I could make. Trust me. It's not to become yeah. another type. I mean, like Russian Mr. baseball Tito. has to be different. There's got to be. You guys get what nine strikeouts? You know, it's, it's a, not eight. I'm yeah, just no. saying. You know, like <laughs> failure is. You know, I like that you talk about it because it's. You know, a lot of people don't like it all. Fancy. You know, maybe that's a good, a, a better way. You know, being like. 
you know, you were saying riding Tony's coattails, whatever. It's all in your monologue, you know. And it's like when you're it, at the Mexican border, yeah. You know, you where you might have thought, you know, that was a sexy thing, and people would latch onto that. It's like, but you got to become yourself. You got to do your thing. And it's good that you brought up. I am mm-hmm. still pushing. Zmir memoir book about my transformation from a commie-born young pioneer into the man of mystery, the way Tony tagged me, and more importantly as peacemaker, because that's the message I want to accumulate. Since my dad's departure, I realized, okay, so probably he gave me that name, not just for the fun of it. It's like a slogan. I am for peace. I need to upkeep it as much as I can, maybe walking a thin line and maybe preventing some you know, tags from left or right about my bona fide intentions. But unless I meet people like you guys, Mary Machnika, who supported me from day one, Stephen Powell, who is uh, my soul and, and how we say, uh, comrade and uh, investor and supporter of that film we are doing, The Mirror Discovers Burdens America. Now it's Jonathan, or friends at the Steelbound who believed in me. Bill Bursi. Yeah, Bill yeah. and Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, I we don't... always tried to get Bill on the podcast. He was a bad guy. Oh, yeah. I, I, He's from our whole. We're going there tonight. Yes. By oh, way, I'll tell talk. him that we would like I'll, to speak to him. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. talk about it. And what's important? His name, his daughter's name, Olivia, means peace in uh, uh, Greek, I think, or Latin. I'm not that sophisticated. Yeah. But so, in other words, we we got that spiritual connection from day one when we met each other and he believed in that they have so many other opportunities to create any other vodka like blue balls you know which i like but mm-hmm. they really supported me with that peacemaking vodka zamir vodka as a new brand and i hope we'll know whether it was may f- five or six so if you will follow social media and we'll mm-hmm. hopefully we'll have some yeah. cocktails yeah. with jonathan right there right. it's still bound i'll make an additional announcement probably later yeah, tonight well, for you because my family's it. from babcock which would be the russia of buffalo uh, you know <laughs> yeah. it's hard to be very proud good. of babcock, babcock boys club yeah. lots See, of good memories my, there man my, <laughs> no, that's where my dad would have grown up but you know now right. it's just like a little part you know right. And Bill's a guy from there who would probably, you know, love to tell stories and make people a lot more proud. Mm -hmm. We have big international projects still in (laughs) mind, no matter how far the governments come close with that unfortunate eve of World War III in the air. I still believe in detente and less tension on the political front. As long as more people will unite around our theme, the less likely the governments will push the agenda if the people rank and file people around the world don't really support that we don't want to you know kill each other and we have and we we have the numbers so concerning the fact that those of us that want peace have the numbers well then we simply band together which is what they're keeping us from doing so as opposed to as opposed to just letting them handle things from now on we simply weave a web that is the people and we use that web to smother this fire that is government plain Mm -hmm. and simple i mean they can they can stick around but they just need to start doing things the way that the people need to do them. When it comes right down to it, this, this, this stupid rock that we live on, there is more than enough here for everyone. Even though we've got over 7 billion people living on this thing, there is more than enough here for everyone. There are plenty of resources. There's plenty of water. There's plenty of food. We just need to basically get it to the people that need it. Yeah. And we, stop need, we, we, need, we need to stop letting the governments dictate who gets to control these things 
right down to the most finite level. We, it's, and it's not just it's not just about it's not just about Putin, Biden, those that came before them or whoever. It's about bigger corporations. It's about it's, it's about companies like Nestle. It's about companies like R.J. Reynolds and things of that nature. They're the ones that put these people in power, regardless of what country you're in. These major corporations are the ones that put these people in power. And all they're interested in is their bottom line. That's all they're interested mm -hmm. in. It doesn't make a difference how many of us there are. Again, there is enough. There is enough fresh water just in this region that we live in. And you guys, are, you guys live in Western New York. Yeah. Yeah. If you live in the Great Lakes, if you live anywhere along, plain and simple, if you live in the Great Lake, twenty percent of the world's fresh water flows by you every single day. Now, I don't know if you guys have been to Michigan recently or not, but there are there, there are roads that used to that you, the public used to be able to access to get to Lake Michigan, and you can't go down these roads anymore because Nestle has bought up all that land. And Nestle has these arrangements that they've somehow gotten with the state of Michigan where Nestle can go in there and they can collect as much water from Lake Michigan as they want. And then they put it in bottles and they take it around the world and sell it. Now, granted, that water is it's here in the U.S. at the moment, but it's part of the water cycle. It belongs to everybody in the world. And the fact that people that American citizens that live in Lake that live around Lake Michigan, they can't access that water that's in their own backyard but a company can come in there, take as much of it as they want, take it someplace else and sell it. There are things on so many levels mm -hmm. that have to change. And are we gonna be able to fix all the world's problems overnight? Of course not, no. of course not. But what we can do during the time that we have left is we can at least try to start the fire that needs to yeah. get started. And, and that's what we're trying to do. And I think, you know, we had this talk about social media and attention spans being shorter and like, mm -hmm. you know, somebody cares now who bought Twitter. Did somebody care who owned it before? What an you know, asshole. It, just, it doesn't matter. Oh, did I say so that out people, loud? But people care, you know, like where you guys are doing a play 35 years ago, 40 years ago, mm -hmm. 50 years ago, when that was written, that's how you threw shade. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, didn't, you, could, you didn't do it with your three words. Exactly. People don't realize what you're doing is like old form. Shade exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Woke ass. Exactly. This, is, this is what's woke now. Whoa, like we're going to go and, perform and, I mean, woke, this whole thing, you know? Woke, come on, man. Woke. Let's I'm, go, I'm no, bringing no, no. it to my younger audience. You know, we're, oh, getting, oh, we're gotcha. trying to get oh, to oh, a demographic oh, here. 17 oh. and 19 is tiny. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, okay. 33 to 56 is big, man. <laughs> okay, okay, check this out. All the youngsters out there that are woke, I just want to let you know that we appreciate that you understand what's going on, but we all knew that 50 years ago. Thank you for catching up. Yeah, yeah right. Now, Zamir, your journey, can you talk a little about how you get to the United States? Yeah. In t today, I mean, when you got well, here. Well, that was the real of a hike, uh, as you understand, with all the direct flights canceled and uh, the Turks being Turks, with all my respect to the business ideas of uh, Turkish airline, <laughs> the, 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 the lag of Moscow to Istanbul, which would be one way normally like $200 before, came up to 2000 wow. just for one leg. It was the first leg. The second leg, Turkey to US, stayed as it was, around 500 So. With the limited budget, and thanks for my friend to helping me getting here, and I uh, really appreciate that. I would not probably be able to do that. We found a solution to have Moscow Yerevan, its capital of Armenia, three-hour flight to the south from Moscow, kind of in the wrong direction, so to say. We had some time off not to like kill ourselves with my wife and to take another flight to Do Doha, Doha right, the capital Qatar. of Qatar for another layover, and then the third leg of that long trip was uh, 
Doha to New York about 14 hours instead of a direct flight as it used to be Moscow to New York, 10 hours max. Wow. So it became like a two, three days journey. Are they, really uh, do they want to know where you're going and what are you doing? Are you, are no, you working on a no, visa or No, with the green cards. Since we have green cards, you know, we're allowed right. to be. In, so you can go, okay. Yeah, because I was doing some things research. Got, things yeah. changed. Right, but when, but when he was booking the trip, he obviously did, he didn't advertise to folks, you know, in his homeland that, yeah. you know, hey, by the way, guys, I'm taking off. See you, you, know, see you later. He <laughs> did, yeah. didn't make it obvious that he, that he was coming here. And we didn't make it obvious that we were, that we were you know, in, involved in helping bring him here because we, again, Again, we weren't trying to stir up any conflict. We are sure. just we trying. We don't believe it's a conflict. No, that's what I'm saying. We're it just be we're just trying to we're, we're just trying to do this so we can end conflict. Basically, right. nothing yeah. more. Right. And 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 that's the, the fact that we and, and it's just it sort of says a lot. The fact that I mean, we, you know, we we had to sneak a little bit around just to do this something that's simply based on being human. Right. Yeah. Nothing more. Right. Yeah, well, in one trip, you've been more, uh, more places than me and Jim our entire life. That just means we need to hang more. That's yeah. all. Guys, you're going to love that. Got to travel is still alive. That idea oh, of yes. bring yes. small groups, like four or five people, boutique style. Mm -hmm. But here's something why trip to Yerevan wasn't wasted, just wasn't like sort of an automatic way to make it just cheaper and longer. No, I, I had some friends whom I haven't seen for quite some time. They are very much in a local tourism industry with very unique access to farming people, to the grape, you know, producers, cheese producers, like all organic, authentic, very affordable, reasonable, and beautiful for those, like my friend Mary would be, have no time yet to talk about it with her camera to explore the history of the country which adopted Christianity earlier than than Russia, believe me or not, which was another cultural shock. So I'm still open to bring that up as long as we see that people do understand that it's all about us traveling and staying with families, with friends, with people you like who have the same mentality. Any peace is better than war. Don't buy that story of the governments because they want to sell arms. They want to create more opportunities for the industrial lobbies. It's all bullshit. We, common sense people, shouldn't buy. Let's use our brain more often than yeah. just read the news only from one end. It of breaks the story. your heart to see the woman with the baby in her hand. Yes. It does well, break the heart. Yes. It doesn't. It's not. Now, it's universal. You know what we think of Putin, obviously. And what does your country think of our president? Um, interestingly enough, uh, you can say very correctly, if I remember correctly, why they like Trump, let me bring it up. One, why many Russians like Trump? Because they thought he is a similar school as Putin. And Putin is still popular, as I told you. you right. know, a sober guy with a solid background, like who served the patriotic needs of the country, etc. You know. So for them, Putin and Trump would make a good, good kind good of marriage. company, yeah. good yeah. marriage. Many people we'll don't buy that. subscribe to that. That's why Biden, when he was elected, got some support, not unanimous support in Russia, because they believe that, you know, the older people maybe are not that, you know, physically fit for the job. Maybe sometimes they don't really lose that drive, etc. So you won't believe it, but that's true. Um, Clinton was the most popular American president in my lifespan because he was charismatic, he was young, he played uh, saxophone, saxophone. 
Cool women, women like yeah. him. Yeah. They, even, party. they even like that affair with Monica. Uh -huh. said, wow, wow, that's a real dude. So in other words, <laughs> you know, sometimes you know, <laughs> Russians like American president more than locally, but sometimes it's not as part of the story. I mean, Hillary didn't approve, but, you know. She wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think that you, what you came back, back for this, uh, like, this this sounds very cool. I'm, I'm very glad that you guys have uh, started this, because that, that sounds like something that people could really get behind. You yeah, know? We, just, it, we, we, just wanna, we just have a message of peace that we want to spread. I mean, we, I'm playing in some, I mean, our weapons, our weapons are basically vodka, iced tea, and lemonade. Yeah, you want to actually talk about your product? Right? No, we don't really need to talk about it, but I brought some stuff here. Yeah, let me, let me don't stack be shy. Some these, You're going to love it. Try it now. My favorites for the last two days. Yeah. Try it now. Can we drink these? Oh, yes, you can. I brought, all, I brought Peach, lemonade, mango. Yeah, I brought all this stuff for you guys. Look at yeah, Jimmy right. now. Look at Jimmy now. Get, you can currently get these. Uh, let me see. Garcia yeah. and Sons at 250 Grand Street okay. in Buffalo carries right. our full line. Uh, let me see. Premier Gourmet, the location on Maple Road in Amherst, carries uh, four or five of our products at any mm. given time. And we are in the process of getting our product into a couple of other local markets as well, uh, Dashes. And we're looking at Wegmans pretty soon as far as a uh, much bigger distribution is concerned. Foreman Naturals. I'm, I'm gonna trying try this lemongrass blue tea. Try it all. Try Raspberry it all. lemonade I got is pretty good. And, and obviously everything that you see on the table in front of you, it mixes with gin, it mixes with vodka. Yeah, I can tell you that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hibiscus is my favorite, as long as it's the vodka cocktail is something you will I don't know what Clitoria is. Ah. <laughs> I knew that was gonna come you up. See? That's why we love the man the gets addicted to this. Absolutely. And it's got lemongrass in it too, so you can oh. go ahead and read whatever you want into that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Well, well, yeah. we'll save that for another show. Well, yeah, I, this, yeah, this is again, like I said, this stuff—it's—it's it's all natural. The, the way that this ended up happening was, again, as I was, as I realized that we were making this, I realized that, man, all of this stuff that I'm making, and Zamir's going to be here pretty soon. Everything that I make mixes extremely well with vodka. Let, let me just reach out to Zamir and see what's going on with this. That's how it and, started, and, and we talked, and it's exactly how it started, and it morphed into basically just instead of us getting together for one or two events here where I would come and like piggyback on him and bring someone and say, this is what Zamir mixes it with. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it changed into this thing where, quite plain and simple, it became that this trip was a little bit less about promoting our product, which is, which is what we're still going to do. We're still going yeah, right? to push both. Why not? But it, but it became a little bit more about this time, Let's start talking about what the big picture of what we want to do together is going to be because because he'll he'll be back and forth here a few more times. We'll be able to go out and you know do drink and drown things and so on and so forth. And you know, well, run, something run has back. to afford the other thing. Right. Well, right. Precisely, and, you know. and, the, and the fact of the matter is is that I mean, plain and simple, it's 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 a mutually beneficial situation. We've got good synergy with each other. Um, our wives, it's 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 a little scary. Connected. Fact, yeah, I mean. Yeah. We're gonna have to be careful leaving those two in a room together, man. Sure. Seriously, who knows what'll happen? No to women. Us. Seriously, we're probably under surveillance now, for all we know. Right. Um, but the, but the point, I mean, there's there's this real, really, really good synergy, and we just realized that you know something, we're gonna concern ourselves a little bit more about pushing product by itself over the next few visits yeah. that he comes here. I mean, they're you know, they're in Connecticut. They'll be back and forth. We've got places yep. for them to stay. We have things that we need to do, you know, while while you guys are here too, obviously. And that's what we're going to work on down the road. But for now, we want to let people know that, you know, his hey, natural. Yeah, Foreman Zemir's, natural. Yes, yes, sir. Zamir is back. Uh, basically, Zamir and Foreman. Uh, Zamir is the peacemaker, internet, international man of mystery. <laughs> My code name is Operator 33. I am his muscle. <laughs> and our wives are obviously the brains of the operation. Sure. And, we, and, and we do what we're told. And our mission, plain and simple, 
it's peace and love. Hey, well, I'm a member of the Do What the Fuck You're Told Club too. So you understand yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. You know. Yeah, you got to do what you're told. You know, we got department stores full of toilet paper, and uh-huh. you guys are gonna go out there when the coronavirus is back. But come exactly. check out Foreman's Natural. Right and, and yeah, and don't forget stuff. May first, seven thirty to New Phoenix Theater. That really does sound interesting, and I'm, uh, I think that's really organic. It, it yeah. doesn't seem forced. I have an idea for you. In this area, St. Patrick's Day is crazy. Have you ever been? I should be back. I was once around. That's like that. what you need to film. Oh. We'll take you. We'll take you on oh. a little cruise too. Dingus day. Oh, I right. got a. Okay. So you come <laughs> with a couple mix. That's an Irishman. Oh, and, and we'll I love film. And I don't know what you're going to be able to show, but I. It'll be good. Try. That's what Smart. I think. You should Will your do. wife Thanks let you sign tits? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy! Oh, boy! Oh, boy! Oh, boy! <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to interject here. I got to interject here. Right, so, so I'm born and raised here. And I was living in Minnesota about, about, uh, it was about 10 years ago. And I met, my, I met my wife there. And I managed to convince my wife to come back to Buffalo in, back in 2011. We came back here and I managed to sell her on this city. We wanted to come back and start a business and basically you know, live our lives on our own terms. So I brought her here in the 2011, sold her on the place. We came back the following year, literally exactly one year later. We found a house. We liked it. We made a cash offer on it. Told him we wanted, we we're going to waive inspection. We want a 30-day close. We're going to buy this fucker and move back. And we did. So we moved back in December. We moved, we moved back here in, uh, it was July of 2012. So we're here for about nine months. Good old St. Patty's Day rolls around. <laughs> and my wife has never been in a Rust Belt city before. She's, we, we met in Minnesota. She lived in Texas for, about, for, for some years before that. And she was born and raised in East Tennessee. So I'm thinking, all right, this is something of Buffalo that she hasn't seen yet. She's seen Alan Tarn Art Festival. She's seen Nietzsche's when it's older and a mature and a mature yeah. crowd. You know, we've been to art galleries, you know, the cool adult stuff. I think we'll park the car close enough to run to it and we'll go to the big parade. So we did. And suffice it to say that, actually, let me preface this. My, the reason that I actually had to, that I actually took my wife to the parade was because the year before, this would have been St. Patrick's Day 2012, and I'm pretty sure you guys remember this one. It was the one where the multi-block fight along Delaware broke out. <laughs> oh, that's, that's every year. Well, well, but, 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 but this, but this, this was the one that made the, Arby's. This was the, yes, this was the one that made the national. Tim Hortons. So, so, so keep in mind. So keep in mind. I'm fully aware of the fact that it's St. Patrick's Day, and I look at my watch. I realize the parade's just ended. So I real quick, I get online and I pull up a police scanner. And we sat there, while, and my wife and I, and I was cracking up, and we actually listened to the fight traverse block by block by block on, on, on the police scanner. And I said, so that's where I'm gonna move you to. And she thought it was kind of funny. And again, so again, the, so we're here nine months after we moved. It's St. Patrick's Day, it's that Sunday. So I take her to the parade because I wanted, I wanted to see you know, what it was like to still be in an old, true Rust Belt city. And the thing is that people that go to parades normally, if they come to a parade here, they see something that you don't normally see unless you're in a Rust Belt city. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to actually see that, yeah, we still have a strong industrial base here and we still care about this kind of thing. We're still a city of the people. And I wanted her to see all of the all of the floats that are this union, that union, yeah. this union, and all good, strong, powerful unions that are still basically keeping people employed and putting food on the table and so on and so forth. Then there was all that other shit. <laughs> so, so that's Crazy so, white right, people. Right, right. So, so, so we have not been back to the St. Patrick's Day parade in 10 years. But if we're going to do this with Zamir and his wife next time around, I will bring my wife along and we're just going to make this into a party. We'll have plenty of security, too. 
to go along with uh, Operator 33. Absolutely, got that aspect covered. Well, we're going to try to check it out May 1st. We hope everybody else does. Um, Zamir Gata, Jonathan Foreman, thanks for coming around. and uh, Keep on rocking. Keep free world. Keep on rocking. Oh, well, well Zamir has already been licensed to talk, but Jonathan Foreman, you are now licensed to talk. <laughs> oh, oh, now I'm licensed. Uh-huh. It's at the end of the show that the black guy finally gets a license. You see how this works? Well, that, that's, I knew the way that. that's the way we do it. That's the way we do it. I figured as much. I should have known that would be in a room with two Irish guys. My God. And seriously, don't forget that May 1st is still the day of the old proletariat unite. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I don't have any class differences. I was born in a society which was allegedly... Sure. Had no classes. Now we have the rich and the poor, like anywhere else. And the rich fuck the poor, excuse my French. So <laughs> well, why don't we try to find another common sense, another good reason? It's Sunday evening, you know? Mm -hmm. Try to join us and have some interesting food for thought and some interesting booze as you already experimented after the after the, the event and just yeah, see people face to face fun. and they're different. You know, you mm -hmm. just gotta get in the room with them, right? Thank you. Right. Great job, guys, and uh, I wish you luck. And Samir, safe travels, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys.